In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Hebrew word for angel is malak, which means messenger. In the long history of Christianity, God has sent many messengers to speak his word to the church. Sometimes these messengers were the spiritual beings we call angels. But most of the time, these messengers were human. Men who lived and died on earth. Moses, Samuel, David, Elijah, Jeremiah, all the prophets, etc. And one of these messengers was the prophet Malachi. His name literally means Malach, angel, Chai, my. My angel or my messenger. Even though Malachi was the last prophet of the Old Testament, he foretold the coming of one final prophet before Christ. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I send my messenger, my angel, and he will prepare the way before me. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. God kept his promise. He sent John the Baptist, who came in the spirit and power of the great prophet Elijah. But the Jewish people did not accept John or listen to his message. If you are willing to hear it, Jesus said, John the Baptist is Elijah who is to come. And what was John's message? Look to Jesus and be saved. This is the great and central message of all scripture. Every page of the Old Testament, all the law and the prophets bear witness to this. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus for all who believe. This is the message that God has been communicating to man through his messengers from the time of Adam and Eve until now. In his great vision of the end times, the apostle John saw another angel flying overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on earth. Who is this angel, this messenger? It is Elijah. It is Malachi. It is John the Baptist. It is the apostles who were sent out to the ends of the earth with the saving message of Christ. The angel is every faithful pastor who has preached the true gospel. And what is that? Here is the gospel in a nutshell. You cannot save yourself. Your good works cannot save you. The holy men and women who lived and died in the faith before you cannot save you. Salvation comes only by faith in Jesus Christ. He is the center of all the scriptures, the source of our hope, the only way that leads to God. But in the centuries after Christ's life on earth, this eternal gospel began to be hidden. False teachers arose in the church with a different message, 
Instead of pointing to Jesus, as John the Baptist and the other faithful messengers had done, they taught Christians to rely on their own efforts and on the efforts of the saints who had gone before. Rather than directing people to God's word as the only source of absolute truth, the Pope began to teach that his words were free from all error and that he must be obeyed upon peril of damnation. The Pope placed himself in the seat that belongs to Christ alone and claimed his authority to mediate between God and man. It seemed at the time that the true church had been destroyed and the saving gospel had been lost. But Jesus promised that his church could never be conquered and that his word would endure forever. Once again, God sent his messenger his angel, bearing the eternal gospel of Jesus Christ. But this time it was not a Jewish prophet. Rather, it was a German monk named Martin Luther. And he was, like every other human messenger who had come before, a sinful man. And yet, since the time of the apostles... God has not gifted any other man with the same clarity and boldness to powerfully proclaim the truth of God's word. Some people accuse Lutherans of deifying Martin Luther. Not so. We don't worship him. Yet we do recognize with thankfulness that God used Luther to rekindle the light of the gospel that had been smothered by the false teachings of the Roman church. Now just as the apostle John foresaw the coming of another angel bearing the eternal gospel, he also foretold the coming of the Antichrist. Our ideas of the Antichrist have no doubt been colored by Hollywood. But the Antichrist is not some supervillain in a bad Nicolas Cage movie. The prefix anti is a Greek word and it does not mean against. Properly speaking, the Antichrist is not against Christ. He's more subtle than that. The word anti means in place of. Who is the Antichrist? Anyone who puts himself in the place that belongs to Christ. For example, Jesus is the center and focus of the Christian faith. What happens when a charismatic leader or pastor directs people's focus to himself and his ministry? He has put himself in the place of Christ and is operating as the Antichrist. The Bible tells us, let God be true and every man a liar. So if a mere man claims to be incapable of speaking in error, as the Pope does, he claims a divine attribute and acts 
as the Antichrist. When a man titles himself the mediator between God and man, a title that belongs only to Jesus, he is the Antichrist. At the beginning of the Reformation, Luther was convinced that the Pope was a faithful Christian man who desired to follow Jesus, but was surrounded by evil counselors. Luther called the wicked advisors the Antichrist because he believed them to be promoting the false doctrine in the Pope's name. But later, when Luther received the letter of excommunication signed by the Pope, he realized that the Pope had replaced the gospel with his own words and had seated himself in the seat of Christ. Then Luther had no choice but to publicly denounce the Pope as the Antichrist. But instead of hearing the message that called him to repent and return to the true faith, the Pope denounced and persecuted Luther, just as previous kings had done to Elijah, John the Baptist, and nearly every other prophet of God. In fact... In response to the central teaching of the Reformation, righteousness by faith in Jesus alone, the Roman church officially declared, if anyone says that sinners are justified by faith alone, let him be accursed. And this proclamation remains the official doctrine of the Roman church to this day. And every person who believes in salvation by Christ alone, which includes you, is under the Pope's curse. Until these words are retracted and repented of, the Pope's church remains the church of the Antichrist, the church that officially puts human efforts in the place of the saving work of Jesus. Now there have been and there will continue to be many antichrists in this world. They show up in every church. In fact, you and I each have an antichrist living inside of us. That old sinful nature that always wants to trust in itself and its supposed goodness rather than in the mercy of God and the goodness of Christ. But the Lutheran fathers recognized that no other person or office in the history of the church was more representative of the Antichrist than the office of the Pope. Now, is it possible for a good man to hold a wicked office? Perhaps it's certainly possible for millions of misguided Christians who don't know any better to belong to a church that rejects the eternal gospel and curses all who believe it. So thank God that millions of Roman Catholics don't know what their own church actually teaches and by the grace of God, they do trust and believe in Jesus alone for their salvation. So no, we don't worship 
Martin Luther. To do that would be to put him in the place of Christ and create a new Antichrist. But we do thank and praise God for restoring the true teaching of salvation by Christ alone through the preaching of Martin Luther. We thank God for his messenger, his angel. And we rejoice that in the 502 years since the Reformation began, God has continued to bless his church with faithful messengers who proclaim the eternal gospel. There is no greater gift that could ever be given. May God keep us looking to Jesus, the heart and the message of all the scriptures unto life everlasting. In his name, amen.